Welcome to Keep It Real with Anna and Avery, our first edition of a regular weekly episode. Avery, we saw some great football this weekend. I mean, you can look at it in two different ways. Obviously, the first game wasn't so good, but 49ers, Eagles, Eagles come out on top. And then Chiefs, your team against Joey B and the Bengals. Chiefs finally, finally take down Joe Burrow. I know. That was kind of crazy thinking about it as the game was going on that literally we have this weird curse against them. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of having deja vu moments during that game. Yes. Yeah. Just because like going in the second half, not having, I mean, really a lead and just putting, like just leaving points on the board, not having those two scores, or mm-hmm. I guess it was the, it was the Pacheco run that got called back. Just mm, going in the second half, like I wasn't feeling the momentum shifting in our in our I don't think any Chiefs fans were comfortable throughout the entire game. Yeah. I mean, when you see Joe Burrow take the field uh, with two minutes left, that's really scary to me for okay. any fan. Here's what's weird, actually, is mm. I was feeling not nervous when he went out with two minutes left. Really? I was not feeling nervous. I was like, Joey's got this in the bag. After the third down completion. Okay, fair, fair. I, for some reason... The presence of Chris Jones yeah. was making me feel more comfortable. And also, I don't know, I think Tony Romo said it, that for some reason this gave me a spark of energy that he felt like he left like three sacks on the field last year. Yes. And for him to feel like this was his like redemption game and it was like their repeat game, mm-hmm. like literally to a T, like, you know, redemption. And I felt like he was having more of a presence. I'm like, I had this weird feeling. Mm-hmm. I had this weird feeling that he was going to get it done in that drive, like apply pressure. But I was feeling less confident when we came out of the locker room and went 0-3. Like, three and out, nothing going. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, crap. Like, that's when I was like, okay, hey, yeah. Bengals are going to come out. Now they're just, like, they had the ball after that drive. Like, that's the best we came up with out of the halftime. Mm-hmm. That's when I wasn't feeling great. Yeah, I think Chiefs fans were not too comfortable at that moment for sure. But the Chris Jones thing I love. And once Tony Romo did say that in the broadcast, I was like, all right, it kind of makes sense. He's just been dominating this game. I mean, the defense really shined. And also that, uh, that punt return as well from Sky Moore. Let me say something real fast. Hmm. I'm going to say something. You said it the other day and I get where you're coming from. Oh no. I get where you're coming from. But now that I'm after this game, everyone's like, I've never wanted the Eagles to beat a team more. I've never been so upset with a, yeah, the Chiefs haters. I'm, I'm, I'm so anti-Chiefs. I get it because that was me as a kid and like growing up Patriots. I'm like, can we stop having the Patriots win? Like, can right. everything stop going their way? And I, I get it now because I'm on the other side of it. Mm-hmm. And it's just like the things that I think fans on the outside, if you're not paying attention, you don't know either though. But like you were the other day, you're like, of course your Chiefs get it done. Like I get, <laughs> I get close to the end and then my Vikings choke or whatever it is. And yeah. I, I feel that pain. Cause like, let me just say something real fast. Like my, my childhood here, I, I pulled this up to like make a point. Uh, like, let's say when I start remembering games, I'm probably six, seven, that era where it was like, oh, we're not scheduling anything around Chiefs games. Like, oh, you need to run a few errands. Eh, we'll come back because the Chiefs are probably losing. Mm-hmm. We'll leave it on as we leave the house and right. see if anything miraculous happens. 
like four and 12, two and 14, four and 12, 10 and six, seven and nine, two and 14. I mean, I remember. Right. And then, and then Andy Matt Castle, man, yeah. that guy was not, not it. No. And like, then Andy Reid comes in in 2013, 11 and five, nine, seven, 11 and five, 12, four, 10, six, 12, four. And then we start winning playoff, playoff games. But I mean, divisional loss, dil- divisional loss, wild card loss, conference championship loss. Mm-hmm. And then we win a Super Bowl, which is, or no, 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 no. 301 wins in 2019. I guess that's what they're counting it. Okay, sure. But still, like, it was not a fun time growing up as a Chiefs fan. No. Right? So now I feel like as Kansas City fans, we are just relishing in the success because mm-hmm. it's something that gives us a little bit more joy on a Sunday. Like, as every fan gets. I get it. Mm-hmm. So to also not only just be winning games, but to have the player that we have doing it it's just there's never a lack of fun and it's just there's a lot of passion in the city kansas city you can't take it for granted if no. you're a cheese, if you're a real cheese fan you don't take it for granted no. but i think as a general nfl fan we do take it for granted when we see repeated success example tom brady yes now patrick mahomes yeah and what patrick's done since coming into this league is absolutely ridiculous and makes me wonder his trajectory of his career if this keeps happening every single season. He keeps going back to the AFC championship. Correct. And I, what I was going to say about this is we have rookies all over the field. Like rookies were making plays on defense, mm-hmm. right? Like these aren't our guys that are getting paid the big bucks that have been here. Like beach had to go in and reconstruct contracts and right. had to let go. of. Pe- we got rid of it. Tyreek Hill, obviously. And we've got rookies out there making plays. Um, Sky Moore was just muffing kicks, like just absolutely dropping balls. It was like, he so can't be so when there. I said Sky Moore, this like triggered something in your head. It, it was a, this is a big deal because yesterday he's back there because we've got guys hurt now. Receivers are dropping like flies, and I know people across Kansas City were like, "Oh shoot, here we go!" Mm-hmm. And that kid redeemed himself. He earned the trust back of a lot of Kansas City fans last night, and I even saw a few tweets about it later. That people were like, "People aren't talking about this, but that one punt return, the fact he didn't drop it, like, yeah." That is a growth moment for that rookie. Like, that's a big deal. So uh-huh. there was little pieces about that game that, yeah, you can talk about the fouls and the penalties and the things that weren't being called and the holding and all those things, whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like, there was a lot of things that were showing up that, it was, yes, Mahomes played the way he did to ad- adapt his game because he wasn't going to be able to run. He wasn't that mobile. Like, he wasn't making crazy, crazy plays. Yeah, He was doing the things he had to to be consistent in certain aspects. But then to know that the rookies were making that interception at the end of the game, mm-hmm. that Sky Moore was catching those and getting returns. He wasn't just kneeing it, obviously. Right. Those are the little things that as a Chiefs fan, you pay attention to that as an outside fan, you're maybe watching the holding call or you're watching the missed call that, mm-hmm. oh, Chiefs just got lucky. But there's little things across the field that you're like, that's why I think we win yeah. that game. How tough um, the unnecessary roughness with uh, with Patrick Mahomes running out of bounds. And that was the right call. I mean, he no was doubt. two feet out of bounds already, mm-hmm. but obviously you, it's so hard to stop your momentum. And I mean, I feel for the Bengals so and much. I'm so the, the post game interview with Zach Taylor, if you got to watch that, it was just heartbreaking because, and I love that he never really brought up the referees or anything mm-hmm. like that. Like Zach Ter- Taylor is pure class. Yeah. Former Nebraska guy as well. So really cool to see him on one of the biggest stages, but for sure, Zach Taylor handled that moment with class when he could have, ripped one against the refs or said something because he has nothing to lose now. He's not going to the Super Bowl. I mean, in that moment, I can't believe he just stayed so calm and composed and just said, hey, it's not about one play. It's not about one player. It was an accumulation of things that went wrong. I mean, you point to the turnovers, you point to the misplays. 
the penalties were killing the Bengals as well. So that's just, there's so many different things. You can never pinpoint one play and you can't say that a 15 yard penalty took um, the chiefs to the Super Bowl because also you have to make that field goal, no matter what it is, no matter the yardage of that field goal, the pressure in that situation for Harrison Butker, like it takes, it, it takes some balls to, to make that as well and be successful as an NFL kicker. I think the divining moment of that entire situation was the fact that Mahomes was willing to make the run to get there in the first place. When like we on like see, one ankle, we too. didn't see him running any other times much in that game. Like there was a few times where he was trying to scramble, got taken down, and like everyone was wincing, <laughs> knowing he was <laughs> on the ground. And the fact that he made that first down, like play whatever before getting hit. Obviously, yeah, that gives us an extra 15 yards, but holy crap, the fact that he got there, that for me was the defining moment Yeah, where he could have found a way to chuck it down and feel okay. I, don't, I can't remember what down we were out there. He had to get it, obviously. Yeah. But I, you're right, though, cause, because I, no one in sports, in my opinion, no matter if this is rubber or not, wants to see the reaction that we had to see from Osai. Like, obviously... You got to feel for him. You do. And like, there's a lot of talk and that, yeah, sure, that's on you. <laughs> but to almost send your team to Super Bowl and then feel like that's on your shoulders. Like I absolutely feel for him. Right, and I saw right. clips after the locker room of his buddies coming to kind of help him in mm-hmm. interviews and stuff. And some players also having some cho- choice words from some, so he, he's battling a lot of things obviously, but yeah. there, there's me. no worse feeling in the world. Yeah. Than thinking that you were the reason, the sole reason why your team is Gosh, not headed no. to the Super Bowl, like man, that's yeah. just that's just an awful situation for Osai, and you got to feel for Joe Burrow as well. I mean, I don't know how much sympathy you have for him as a Chiefs no, fan. I, I respect, I, I I love watching him play. Yeah, he's a great player, and what he went through with his ACL and coming back in the past two years and just dominating the game and having the weapons he does he he has, but also utilizing his feet and finding ways to make plays happen. I think Joe Burrow is going to be a national treasure for a while now in the NFL. And I can't wait for more battles. Maybe we'll just get Chiefs Bengals every single year in the AFC championship. But honestly, I'm not complaining because the game um, on the NFC side sucked. That was awful, but really unprecedented. Unprecedented moment. Like I actually kind of wish we would have seen Christian McCaffrey at quarterback. I was wondering the same thing. So Chubba, Chubba, whoa. Brock Purdy. Shout out Chubba Purdy, though. I wonder, he, I'm wonder. i sure he was at the game. Little Nebraska tie there. Brock Purdy goes down with what is a right elbow? His UCL. UCL? Is that in your elbow? Yep. Okay. Learning new things every day. And I don't even know if he could throw more than five or six yards, but the fact that he still went back out there and still tried to, I mean, even hand off the ball or get those little three or five yard throws, I... I wonder how much pain he was in. Well, they said it's it's a it's a nerve thing, mm-hmm. and so, so maybe like, he just couldn't feel. They literally said there's a good chance he's throwing right now and like not feeling. Oh, that's that's I don't like that. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if him going back in, he was told by team doctors like, "Hey, this could make it worse." So just know. But in that moment, I feel like the competitor in you is like, "I don't care if this means I'm going to have to take an extra month. We're in the freaking NFC Championship. I'm going to play." Know. And then I get two weeks to hopefully recover after this. Right. And just give your team a chance. But yeah, Brock Purdy, man, hats off to him. And it's okay. I think he can sleep at night knowing that he took his team to the NFC Championship, given that he was a third string quarterback. No doubt. And I think he'd feel just fine. But in his press conference, he was like, a lot of people are saying like, hey, man, you got your whole career ahead of you. But he's like, it's not about that. It's about the other guys in this locker room that have yes. explained to me how hard it is to get to this moment because some people just don't realize 
the amount of work and how good a team can be example bills example Bengals, and not make it to the super bowl i think that's a, like such a good point because at his age and like maturity there's a lot expected of you but for him to say that like that is so important mm-hmm. for the locker room to hear him say that but right. also just the fact that he's able to recognize that like yeah you know you're right like that's a great point i do like but it's not really about me mm-hmm. at the end of the day it actually really is it seriously one of the most unselfish guys i've ever heard talk yeah and i mean patrick too when you think about his his post game interview he's praising, saying praising whatever god. praising god and then travis kelsey comes in he's like burrowhead my and i wonder if CBS is going to get fined for that. I'm not sure. Well, they even they replayed it plenty of times this morning on SportsCenter and stuff. Yeah, so they must that that word must be okay then. Yeah, and NFL NFL TV. tweeted it last night. I saw that. So here's my thing: is like Travis Kelsey is just like a free market like marketing tool, like uh-huh. free marketing tool. Yeah. Like t-shirt companies across the country are like freaking out Bro, right had now. my ass on like, every t-shirt everything, in Kansas City. Everything, but like the minute that microphone goes near him, it's just like here we go like here we go oh no every time that the microphone was close to travis kelsey i was like what are we about to hear and like genuinely i kind of love it yeah because even as even like i don't know i guess like just as an enjoy like a a fan who enjoys sports Mm -hmm. like we get sugar-coated answers so much i mean being a sports sports reporter reporter, like even more like like, a fan travis kelsey's of the world oh my like i want to get your reaction like give me your emotion like Like I don't want you to like you know what great like great on Pat great on Brock like I I do think they're giving like mm-hmm. great answers like those are the things you probably should say in those moments but that's why you got to have a guy like Travis Kelsey that comes mm-hmm. in the situation and tell you what they're feeling what they're thinking like I don't want the you know we just got through it it was a tough stretch that's what our team's about so proud of my guys like quit it we know tell we know me you something are juicy we know we know you love them okay like we get it like I don't want that. I want, I want Travis Kelsey's whatever injection into everyone's. Yeah, like calling out the Cincinnati mayor on live TV. Why Come not? On. Travis Kelsey. Why mm. not? I love it. I love it so much. And there was a moment. We talked about this a little bit before, Avery. So Andy Reid grabbed the mic from Jim. I think it was Jim Nance, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it was a CBS. Yeah, it was a CBS game. So Jim Nance, first of all, how did he get down I there? I said it yesterday during the game. I let it go. That was fast. How did he get... Was because, there a two-minute break? Like, how did he I don't get know, but from upstairs however, to downstairs? He got down there. I want to know because I want a tunnel injected into some of the games that I work because these these stair sprints. Oh my gosh! Yeah, and missing games because of it. Like, I need you know the little um, slide thing that the elves ride in Polar Express. Yes, I want it. Like the tubes. Yeah, they hop in and all. There should be <laughs> yeah. There should be little tube elevators in all arenas for the reporters or the Seriously. announcers to get around. I'm missing games while I'm trying to get down there ready for the next interview. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what's more impressive: how Jamance calls games or how fast he got down to the stage and was just ready. I don't know. Like every single time that I got to leave, I like, get a end of a period. I miss a goal every time. Mm-hmm. How I it always it, happens when you're walking in the hallway or walking down the stairs and you're like, how did I miss that? How did I miss? And it's so funny you noticed it because I don't think those are things that people pay attention to, but we do. Oh no, yeah. So literally in the game, I said to my family, I was like, how did he get down there that fast? It's like Arrowhead's a tall stadium. It's a, it's a long elevator ride, and like, those elevators, mind you, are so slow in any sort of arena because so many people use them. The slowest elevators I've ever been on because they're they usually be, used for like food, and they've got to be the fastest elevators. Yeah, and they're the slowest things. And I've been in the inside works of Arrowhead. Mm-hmm. Like, 
I know there's just one main like vein that can take you top to like at one, but like genuinely how, you know, like I have no idea. Anyway, back to your point, back to my point though. So Jim Nance is interviewing Andy Reed and good old Andy Reed. Love him to death. Grabs a microphone from Jim Nance. And if you're not in the sports reporting realm, Grabbing a mic no, no. from a reporter hey. is like the biggest no-no ever. Like you are not supposed to let anyone run off or grab the mic from you because you I have standards to uphold and words to not be said on live TV. Example, anything that can come out of Travis Kelsey's mouth. I'm sure Andy Reid wasn't about to do that, but you never know. And the golden rule is to never let anyone grab the mic from you. But Andy Reid snatched it out of Jim Nance's hand. Now, mind you, he handed over the trophy. Yeah, the and mic. then he and then Andy sets the trophy down. Yeah. Did you see that? He just set it just, down. He's like, just, nah, just I have plenty that. of these. Just hold that guy. Yeah, like he could have just held it. So he grabs the mic and must have like hit the mute button on it or something like that because the next words out of Andy Reed's mouth you cannot hear at all. And he's like, oh, oh, and hands the mic over to Jim. Jim fixes it or something. I don't know. He figures it out. But that is like a heart drop moment, and I'm sure everyone in that production truck was like, oh my god, because. Anyone holding the microphone that's not affiliated with the news station or the broadcast people, like, not good. Not good at all. Um, I don't know. I've had people try to grab mics out of my hand, but every time I'm death gripping that thing and making sure I'm holding onto it with them, even though even though it's, like, really weird and awkward to do, I try to never let anyone hold the mic it's at all. the most awkward thing to do. Mm-hmm. Like, this summer, I had to do graduation interviews. Mm-hmm. And mind you, like these aren't athletes. They might not get interviewed a lot. These are just random students. Yeah, I'm. I'm right here. Right. I'm right here. And then, Miss Miss Graduate over here, two hands, two hands on the mic. Oh God. And I'm I'm holding. So now we've got three hands on the mic. Oh God. And it's not that big of a deal. It was like just on the big screen. It wasn't like I was being broadcasted somewhere. Yeah. But, but like still, my instinct, like you can't my let anyone. Is like no, I'm not letting go here. I'm sorry. It's not supposed to. Mm-mm. Miss graduate girl ripped. What? Ripped. Ripped. So here I am on big screen, me holding. Th- we've got three hands on this mic stick. <laughs> three hands on the mic oh stick. My and God. They can't so, even all fit on there. No. And so now we've got me and her side by side. Like fighting <laughs> over this microphone. <laughs> I'm just trying to. And we're not trying to be rude. We no, have to hold on to the microphone. And I'm just trying to be like, you know, what made you choose Omaha? You know, what were what was your best? <laughs> she just pulling it. No, so the next one. What do you want to do, girl? Sing? So you can't have that happen. No. So the next one, she gives me back the mic to answer, ask the question. So this time I try to like give it a little distance, you know, like, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to like, no, no, no. Instead of two hands, we did one. So we did a double hold this time. Why and, does it, why do you feel the need to I grab the mic? Like we, so, we can hear you. So I did kind of give up on oh that God. one because I was like, I'm not any, I'm not on, you know, this isn't being broadcasted. I'm just on the big screen. And now all these parents are like, what's going on? But anyway, so awkward. Mm-hmm. But the thing that Matt Schick said was the best part about it, I think, actually, in his tweet. Oh, yeah. He was like, every microphone should have like an automatic mute when someone rips yep. it out of your hand. Yep. Like, how humbling would that be? Like, imagine my situation. The girl tries to rip it. No, nope, should not, be, though. Not for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't grab. Do not grab. PSA, don't grab a microphone from a reporter's hand. Just let them hold it. That's their job. They can't let you hold it. They're not trying to be mean or aggressive. I literally can't have you hold the microphone. It's bad things are going to happen if that occurs. Imagine if they would have gone back and forth like Nance and Andy and like Andy just wanted to hold it. And every time he yeah, got Nance it, like, just kind of gave it up. But 
if anyone's going to grab the microphone, Andy Reid, I'm fine with. But if it was Travis or it had gotten into a player's hand, that would be bad. So I feel like Travis has definitely done that, though. Like, I feel like I've watched that before. Yeah, probably. I mean, he is so outspoken, but love him for that. And more players take notes on how Travis Kelsey. <laughs> Could you imagine if your side, if your post game? Like, right now, like, you're telling me that Travis tries to rip it out of your hands, and you're like, Travis, no. I don't know if I could physically hold the microphone from Travis Kelsey if he was trying to grab it, but I would try my best. I would try my best, honestly, (laughs) because you and Travis holding the same mic, that could be your claim to fame. Yeah, or just fighting over it. Um, Any other funny reporting stories? I've got a couple in mind that that just stick out. Go ahead. This is funny. Um, one time I was doing a live report at a pole vault event in the capital district. And so we had the winners, like the high school winners come up and do a super quick interview. It was like the first time we tried it and it was going over the loudspeakers of the whole like capital district courtyard thing. And it's outdoor, it's outdoors, mind you as well. So like a lot of people can hear this. And I asked the girl, you know, how does it feel knowing that you're the champion here? Or what does it mean to you? Something like that. And she literally didn't say anything. Like, stage fright, didn't say anything, just looked at me. And at that moment, I was like, I don't know really what to do or how to help you. So I grabbed the, like, I pulled the microphone back and I was like, she's speechless, guys. Congratulations. I had no idea what to say. I was going to say, what do you say? She's got, I she's was, got nothing to say. I but- was trying to save her, but seriously... She just looked at me. Nothing came out of her mouth. And I felt really bad because she was probably like 17 years old or something like that. So I wasn't going to obviously make I feel fun like of her or anything. I feel like you did the best of like your ability there to kind of like. Oh, yeah. I was like, she's, she's speechless. She's speechless. She just, she's so happy she won. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Congratulations. Yeah. So that's how you handle that. Um, weird. <laughs> she's speechless. Yeah. Hmm, what do you do when your interviewee doesn't want to talk? Doesn't literally doesn't say anything. Yeah, that was interesting. Um, another another funny experience that actually recently happened to me at the first and second rounds for NCAA volleyball. So Auburn Tigers were playing the Houston Cougars, and Auburn like always brings their mascot everywhere. Abby, do you know Abby? Yeah, I know Have what he looks that? like. Okay, yeah, the tiger, the I mascot. Don't, I don't personally know. You don't know Abby? Okay, well I know Abby. We've gotten you don't close. know Abby like I know Abby. So Abby, the Auburn Tiger mascot, was at the championships cheering on his his Tiger team like he should be. But when I was doing one of my hits live on ESPN Plus, he was like dancing and waving and mimicking me behind you. No, in front of me. Oh. So only I could see him. And I was so distracted that I forgot basically anything that I was saying. Did you turn your report about Abby instead? No, I couldn't. I couldn't remember anything because Abby was like hypnotizing me with everything he had going on. And that was like one of the worst hits I've ever done in my life because Abby the Tiger. Did you you yell at Abby after? I didn't yell at him after. Well, I went up to him afterwards and I was like, dude, that was that was bad. And I, he didn't say anything because he's a freaking mascot. But um, I was joking with him afterwards. And then, and like, what's funny is all the cheerleaders were lined up right next to him, completely watching. Probably heard me just completely mess up that hit. It was, it was awful. What but, were they coming to you for? Like, do you remember in the moment? I don't even know. It was just something. I think it was something about what the coach had said prior to the game. Um, 
coach said Abby the tiger sucks. I'm surprised they didn't say Abby the tiger. And before I was like, oh, this stupid tiger keeps staring at me. Like I can't do this. Yep, he messed me up. But that's on my, that's on that's on me. I need to have a better mental game. I guess can't let tigers mess up my life hits. That was that was bad. But yeah, uh, interesting reporting stories. I can probably go on and on, and if I really think about anything that's happened, Um, another interesting thing Avery wanted to bring up was interactions with people once they find out that you're a sports reporter or you're a girl that's interested in sports. Sometimes when I'm at bars, and the first question people usually ask is like, "Oh, what do you do?" or whatever. It's just a good icebreaker. So let's pause right there. If I'm not interested in the conversation. And I'm with my friends. Mm-hmm. Don't. Yeah, don't ask. Because <laughs> I don't want to talk about what I do right now. As much as I will, I don't want to right now. Yeah, like I'm hanging out with my if friends. If you come up and tap me on the shoulder and start the conversation, mm-hmm. I, no. What I was getting at is sometimes when I'm out, and I, I've seen other sports reporters, female, tweet this about how they sometimes don't like to say that they're a sports reporter or they're in sports or something like that because it just leads to interesting conversations. But so I went to Hawaii recently and the first questions anyone asks is usually like, why are you here? What do you do? Whatever. Like they kind of start off with that because obviously you're in Hawaii, you're not a native of Hawaii and it's obvious and you're, (laughs) You have no idea where you're going or what you're doing. And you're at like the most touristy places ever. So people would come up and ask, like, what do you do? Where are you from? From Nebraska. I'm a sports reporter. And like every single time I was in a group uh, and said that, it's usually with my sister and my cousin who went on the trip with me. And they're pretty much always with me at um, when we went out and everything. And they would just roll their eyes every time because every guy that came here up and asked me go. that, they're like, here we go. Mm-hmm. And I will talk to you about my job and I, and I will answer your For questions. Sure. But sometimes it is annoying. Like, I just want to say, you know, I'm an accountant or I'm a banker. You know, I just want like a job where it's like cut and dry and you don't have a question about it. Oh, and that's I, cool. It I need is. to think Thank of, you. yeah, I need to think of examples that I can give people so they don't ask questions because once I say sports reporter, they're like, I like this team or I played on this division two team in 2013. Do you know about it? Or some like random, random things. And I've gotten into some good, but some annoying conversations. So um, I might just start saying I'm an accountant which is beyond um, anything I could do. But no, no offense to the accountants out there. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't do your job, but yeah, it yeah, sounds yeah. a lot less interesting than sometimes what we do. And people just have questions. People don't ask. Which is fine. It's just... It's I'm going to start saying like boring things. It's not the time and the place, you know? Yeah, it's... it. I don't know. I try not to... I try not to even say that because literally every time my cousin and my sister were like... Oh my god! The next time we're out together, we should we should do that trend where it's like you give like fake details about each other. Mm, yes, yes. As we should do that. Yeah, just keep people on their toes. Yeah. Now I'm not a sports reporter. Yeah. I'm actually like a pilot. But people would have more questions. See, then you're, after yeah, that. and we can't be doing that. But or like if yeah, that'd be fun next time. I think no s- sports at all. I saw someone tweet and they're like, I just tell everyone I'm a cashier, even though I think it was Sarah Langs or. I don't remember. It was someone, it was, it was a sports personality. And she's like, every single time I just say I'm a cashier. No one has any follow-up cashier, questions. That's like, funny. Mm. 
That's a good one. I don't think I've ever People even heard many questions. I've never even heard someone be like, I'm a cashier. Yeah. Like That's I want good. to say something, no follow-up questions. Yeah, because the conversation's like, over. What does someone say to that after like where? And then that, that what yeah, then like, Kmart. What? You know, like no one's gonna ask. Kmart was the first thing that came to mind for you. <laughs> Are those still open? <laughs> I don't know. The problem for me is like usually I try to be like nice and entertain the conversation enough so it doesn't look like I'm totally not interested in having conversation. Cause also when you're at a bar, like you just scream into the person's ear and it's just yeah. not the time and the place for that. Anyway, another pet peeve having to literally scream yeah. in someone's ear. And then I'm basically trying to all their questions that they have. Yeah. Like move away from you and go back to my friends. So I don't have to have this conversation. And it's not like, I don't know. Anyway, the part is, is when the hard part when is when you get into sports and then someone does some, say something that kind of triggers you. And I don't mean like towards you, but like, a team factor like they figure out who your team is and then they start like throwing jabs or whatever you're like mm-hmm. well now i'm just gonna let them get away with that yeah or like if that's we, true you know so now now you're actually going down this road that you like didn't really want to but you're like i'm just gonna let i can't you. not say anything like if yeah. someone was like kirk cousin sucks I yeah would, i wouldn't you know i would have to come out of my shell be like actually yeah. you know i'm not a cashier i'm a sports reporter take that back right now <laughs> pause well like i told you i literally texted you when it happened like a few weeks ago this guy did this to me like we were I'm with my friends but NDSU was on the TV and like NDSU was in our conference not for mm-hmm. football for their sports and they're just good at you know Summit League yeah FCS and so I'm watching and the highlights guy starts the conversation by like why are you watching NDSU highlights and I was like well I genuinely just curious how they did and gets into this conversation about how he's a Bengals fan. I'm like, oh, that's unfortunate is what I said. <laughs> and like, I kind of like was hoping maybe I'd probably, clearly hopefully that work, would end the like, conversation. Yeah, I'm like, oh, okay, screw this girl. And then he finds out I'm a Chiefs fan. So now he's like, well, that's funny you say that because at the time, like Joe Burrows never beat Patrick Burrowhead. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so he's like, well, why are you so interested? And I was like, well, it's kind of my job basically. Mm-hmm. And then He's like, really? This is interesting. I've never had this twist before. He's like, which um, reporters do you like to follow? And I, now the guy's actually asking questions, and I'm like, now, so I, like, now I, I can't act like an idiot because yeah. I, whatever, because now I'm, or I could maybe I could have just like ran away, but mm-hmm. technically I was sitting in my spot. I'm not gonna move anyway. So <laughs> he says, oh, like you like Aaron and Chris, and I, those aren't the first two that I named, but they were in my list. And he's like. Personally, I think Chris is better than Aaron. And I said, I think they do two different jobs. And also, by the way, they're best friends. He goes, yeah, do you listen to their podcast? I was you like, have no idea, dude. I was like, calm down. <laughs> Literally a calm down moment right yeah. there. But at that, that point, guy. like, we could have had a conversation. But for some reason, it made me laugh to think that this guy was listening to Aaron and Aaron, Chris's whatever. I also, I also thought he presented a very interesting idea there i was like i go they do two different things you can't compare someone who does a hosting job versus no. sideline reporting that is the most opposite thing very. you could possibly think of in so i didn't field. know if he was stretching or if like that's something he actually believed but i thought it was very interesting and yeah. i texted anna like instantly instantly like i think i even used texting you as an excuse potentially <laughs> i think i was like pause. i'm always here pause i need to text my friend uh, <laughs> quick but actually we love Aaron and Chris's podcast mm-hmm. and like inspired this podcast. Like they're just so cool. Yeah. So when he said the that coolest. too, I was like, you will not offend my friend. Yeah. You can't, you can't compare Aaron and Chris. I hate when people compare anybody in the in sports in- industry. I mean, in general, we talked about it in the last, in the last episode or sports chat in our sports chat. And I heard at sports chat. And it's just unfair. And especially you don't want to compare women to women. I mean, 
Yeah, they're just, it's just different. It's and also, just like, not cool. If you are a true fan of these people, like you say you are, they're best friends. Right. They're not competing against each other. I know you're not telling them to the, like their face, but like, it's just don't. it's a weird vibe. You just you don't compare. It's just not necessary at all yeah. whatsoever. I just so, thought yeah, that was stop, so funny. Like, stop comparing people. Twenty twenty three. Like you had sports interactions and I had calm down podcast interaction. Really weird. Yeah, I get I get asked my job a lot, and then again that leads to a lot of a lot of rabbit holes. I get myself into too many conversations that I'm That's really true. like. That's true. Dude, I don't want to listen. Or it's funny though because they'll k- keep talking about sports or something that they're interested in. I'm like, dude, start. You should start a podcast. Yeah, you should start a podcast and talk about this because. I don't have the time to hear about the 2013 Jaguars, but love, love that you're a fan. Love that for you. <laughs> I'm glad that my, my career was allowed, allowed you to get that out. There actually was this really nice guy that we met in Hawaii from Minnesota. And of course, Oh, see, it's the small connections that really screw you. Yes. But he was a super nice dude. And we talked about the Vikings forever. And he literally called his son afterwards and talked about our interaction. And it was funny. Cause like, I'm st- sitting like right next to him and I can hear him talking on his phone to his son who's a huge Vikings fan too he's like yeah I talked to this girl she's a sports reporter she does this blah 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 and I sent him the links to my interview with Jared Allen and my interview with um, Harrison Phillips and I was like you you should tell your son to watch these um, if he's a big Vikings fan and this is like what I've done and he he thought yeah oh my god yes plug yourself every time if they're if they're (laughs) talking to you they you have to follow me now but yeah, I sent him. I sent him those interviews, and I just thought it was funny because I was telling him, "Pause before we before we keep going. Can you follow me?" <laughs> yeah, before you keep talking to me, this is going to cost you. You now have to follow me and give me five stars. On, Honestly, on my kudos podcast. to you because I feel like I'm like I don't want you to have any clue what I do. Really, what my I de- I mean I'm such an open on, book. No, I'm, I'm I get, too much of an open okay. book sometimes. Depends on the interaction, mm-hmm. but like. You were like, here's my name. Here's yeah. my location. Literally, though. I mean, this guy knows everything. I trusted him, though. He's a good guy. He, he had, he was literally, like, married with three kids or yeah, something. See, like, he was the, cool. It depends on the interaction. Yeah, it, dep- it depends on who you're talking to. I, be careful, guys. Don't give your information out. But I literally just texted him the links. He's never followed up since, so wonder if you watched him or not. But <laughs> sometimes you just never know. But that's okay. And that's why we do this podcast. Keep it real with you. Yeah. <laughs> Avery, what an episode. For real. Amazing. Wow. Deep breath after this one. Wait, I want to think of something. Or I can go back to the jobs. I, I'm I'm a hostess at Oscar's Pizza. I did that when I was 16. I can talk all about Oscar's Pizza if you want. Say we've got good ranch. Don't believe me? Go try it out. Mm, best ranch. Peace. Runza Ranch, probably number one. Mm. Oscar's Ranch, number two. Really? I would say I would say Runza is still top tier. Okay. If I'm, if I'm judging. I'm a... Nobody asked, but... You're a ranch connoisseur. Ranch connoisseur and burger connoisseur. If you have burger questions, let me know. Also, pizza. Big pizza connoisseur. Yeah, but now you're really Keep stuck real. into a conversation, though. Like, now people are going to tell you that ranch doesn't belong on things, and now you're really stuck. Yeah. We did mm. that TikTok about ranch, and everyone was like, oh, my God, Nebraskans act like they invented ranch. In a personality I'm pretty sure Hidden Valley was actually invented by a Nebraskan. Whatever Dorothy Lynch is, apparently that's a yeah Dorothy Lynch, but that's not ranch. That's like no, a, I know, but like it's a salad dressing. I understand, but like that was a Nebraska thing, like ranch. yeah. Well, we both were on a podcast with someone from the south, and when I brought up ranch, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, he argued me hard. Yeah, like, no, people have hot takes on ranch all over the country. 
like I think barbecue sauce and ranch. Like this is here's my Kansas City coming out. Like that is a a side dipping sauce for your fries. I I do use barbecue sauce sometimes with my fries, but I would use ranch more. Yeah, I would. But you also don't live in Kansas City where the the bar or the this has me hungry for lunch. Oh my god. Shout out Joe's Barbecue. I need to go there. I have never been there. I've only been to Q39. Which one's better? Oh, so Q39. Really? Oh, gosh, yeah. But if you go to Joe's in Kansas City, it's literally attached to a gas station. I've it's seen that. Fire. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll get back to you once I try that. But for now, I'm going to say Kansas City Barbecue is king. And I feel like that is tough to dethrone because that is kind of the only thing Kansas City really has going for them, right? <laughs> on that, see you later talk to you guys next nebraska's week. got ranch kansas city only has barbecue that's about all we have oh we have corn here too do you guys have much corn down in kansas yeah we're more known for wheat. not though. good enough corn okay more wheat, wheat. duh like when kansas wins the shockers wave the yeah wheat. the oh. wheat wave i actually learned about that recently i was like why are they doing which that? is funny though because like nebraska does that too the wheat wave? Not the, we'll be, we like. Uh, uh, oh, oh, okay. And then we clap. Fun fact about Nebraska's: we don't Nebraska's Nebraskans. We don't clap on beat very well. No, like, and I don't also don't know if it's because like when you're in the stadium, like you just hear the echoing. But holy crap, we clap at everything. Everything's got a clapping rhythm. Yep, but from it's the tunnel never on beat to the chants to the song. Like I'm sure everyone else has, but like we're clappers and we're just not very good clapping clappers on beats. Interesting take. Sometimes the most awkward thing ever at a football game is when you're with a group of people and you all like low key start chanting like quietly and then you have to get louder when do you know what I mean? Isn't it just so weird when you're with a group and you have to start chanting and it's just not anyone there's vibe in or like, terms of what? Like, like when like when it when they go husker oh, or power, power. Yeah. and you're like yelling power back and yeah. people around like not everyone around you is doing it, but you're just like going for it. like i'm always the person to join in on chance and stuff but sometimes the people that you're you with mean like when you like it. you mean when you like bring new people or something not mm-hmm. like okay yeah i get that because you feel like you explain it and then you're kind of like oh this is what we always do and like this isn't normal to them so uh-huh. now I feel kind it's kind of like, like taking someone that never goes to church or never has been to church yeah to a mass or something yeah and they don't know when to stand up or sit down yeah or they don't know when to like say the prayers out loud and stuff yeah, you should bring anyone to church though if you want go for it but what I'm saying is that it, it's so funny when they there's all these traditions like at Nebraska games. If you took someone that had no idea, yeah, cool moment after the NFC Championship, Jalen Hurts does the Eagles chant, D- yeah, fly Eagles fly. I thought that was pretty cool they, because yeah, they had the lyrics for him. Did you see that on the sheet? Yeah, and Sports Center this morning was like the man can sing. Yeah, he wasn't bad either. Jalen Hurts has kind of has some pipes, man. Yeah. Like he did good. No, I was impressed. I would be. Kind of nervous. Do you think Patrick would sing like that? No. You don't think so? I mean, God love the man, but people barely can listen to him talk. <laughs> That's what he sounds like to me. I, I don't think it bothers me because it's like I'm a, a smoker, fan. like a smoker's voice. I don't. I always feel like maybe it's because after game, though, like he just screamed. No, he me. always sounds like raspy like that. That's Yeah, he does. But I feel like it doesn't bother me because I feel like I hear him talk a lot mm-hmm. and I just don't pay attention to it. But <laughs> everyone else is just like, yeah, he's like kind of like a. If Kermit the Frog smoked like four packs a day is kind of what he sounds like. I feel like <laughs> I'm. I wonder though. No like, way, I though. feel like yeah, no way. I'm just curious if it's like his presentation voice and it comes off like that way because when you hear he's him, like trying to be deep. But again, like to your point though, he just got over 
trying to yell at his offensive lineman and his every everyone on the team in for the entire uh, yeah in Burrowhead where it's very loud yeah um but I liked how he was like is this place still called Arrowhead I thought yeah. that was cool he had a lot of like slight jabs which is kind of yeah and, and then he very, talked about cigars yeah, too in and a I was very like, Mahomes manner very Mahomes no Travis manner. Kelsey energy here no <laughs> He was like, he'll slight you, but in a very low-key way. Yeah, it was good. It was, we still call this place Arrowhead. And then he was like, we don't got scars. I think we'll be ready. He said one more thing at the very end with like the uh, the presentation, the trophy presentation. And I wish I could remember what he said. I was like, oh, Yeah, there were some jabs left and right between Kelsey and Mahomes. But the way Kelsey presents them, just I love it. I kind of like it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure I'd feel different if I was on their side. But like if we were talking as much as we, they did and like some things like or whatever. I feel like, yeah, then maybe we deserved it. But it adds a little bit more, like, just fire to the game. Like, we said, came back to earlier, like, I don't I don't want the sugar-coated answer all the time. Like, I want to know how you really feel. You're a competitor. Like, can I see it? Like, mm-hmm. I, we watch it. But, like, can I see you give off, like, wh- what you're playing for right now? Right. Like, that's why I – not to keep going on this topic, but, like, I don't know if you listened to Aaron and Chris's podcast episode, like, right before the end of the year about mm-hmm. Aaron and – Sherman's interview. Yeah. Did you listen to it? I, yep. And she talks about, like, they go over it. And obviously, if you don't know, talking about Sherman and Crabtree, Seahawks, 49ers had this huge beef. Like, beef. Yeah. yeah. And everyone knew about it. And it was just like kind of what we saw this week a lot of billboard material going into the game. Like, lots they of words were, being thrown around. They were just going at it. And mm. like the last play of the game that was going to, you know, either be the deciding factor i'm if i recall 49ers winning sherman makes the play it was a huge deal aaron grabs him after the game he's so emotional and she is in this interview being like or in the podcast episode she's like looking back on it i literally cringe because i wish i would have asked my questions differently yeah but i think she did a great job i thought so too and i think it's just when you're in this industry like you're very critical so aaron's like i literally asked him like what happened on that play and she she's like i wish i would have rephrased it differently she's like and then i go on to say like he goes because he's so fired up and he's like screaming and like people took it the wrong way they thought they were like yelling at he's a scary dude yeah and she like has a great relationship with him and she was like i loved it this is the first time that a player was like giving me like what i wanted in an interview mm-hmm. like give me the emotion give me the passion like whatever and then afterwards she's like i literally asked him I'm like i'm like who was talking about you <laughs> it is like, it is funny listening is, back to and it she's like i wish i would have said like you know what was being said or something or like were there other words exchanged during the crab game tree. yeah like, crab tree. Yeah. and he's like lob and like is off whatever yeah. and it's so funny because afterwards she said people were kind of taking it the wrong way and they're like oh my god like he needs to calm down like he's yelling at her and all these things and she's like no like i loved it like Mm -hmm. that's what i want and so that was like i feel like one of the first times at least of what i remember where an athlete got that outspoken on tv yeah that's probably why he was like he he was allowed to and fox didn't cut away or anything like that well they did though she said because she was gonna ask a third question and they're like hey like we don't know like what like we're gonna like leave it so they told aaron and her yes so she said i was going on to my third question and I was like, I, I, and back to you, Joe. And she was like, I, yeah, she's like, I hated it. But like, I wish they would have let us keep going. But we didn't know what he was going to say at that point. Yeah. But it's funny. I feel like if today, if that happened yesterday, mm-hmm. they would have just left it. And I had kept to going. Have, had to have. I, I mean, like, Kelsey literally said, yeah, my ass on yeah. TV. So I know. But I like to my point, like, I think it's like, that's the stuff that we want to see. Right. But then mm-hmm. like, sometimes it's like frowned upon, like, 
you got to be professional. Like, come on, you can't, whatever. Yeah. But then when they do it, it's like, yes. Like, we want more of it. Yeah, how many times was that reaction on Twitter yesterday versus uh-huh. whoever else saying, you know, I'm just really happy really to proud, be part of this really, team. Yeah, really happy it all, for this it team. All came, it all starts in that locker room in yeah. August. We want to see more of you. And I love that Jason, Kelsey, and Travis Kelsey do the podcast together. It's literally the Kelsey Bowl. Shout out to their mom. Yeah. Um, you're winning either way is no. what Travis said. Yeah. I mean, that's have so an episode cool. this week. I hope so. I feel like they will. They, they've got some time off. And also, just the fact that they've been that outspoken in their podcast and get these all these guests on and stuff like that, I think it opens a lot of doors for other athletes to be like, you know what? I can show a little bit more of myself. I yeah. can be a little bit more vulnerable because Jason and Travis are doing it and they're making probably lots of money doing it and not like they need it, but still... They yeah. they're making extra extra dough off of it for sure for sponsorships and for all the listens that they get. So it's like, yeah, if you're an athlete, you might be thinking a little bit more about getting into the podcast game. First brothers face each other ever, ever. Little 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 sugar, little sugar to the Super Bowl. Well, guys, that's keep it real with Anna and Avery. See ya. We appreciate you listening. A heard at Sports Network production.